you're very welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod, episode 159. WXV is here. We've already had results from round one of WXV2, WXV3, Italy beat Japan, Scotland beat South Africa, USA were triumphant over Samoa, Fiji took on Colombia, big win for Fiji, big win for Ireland over Kazakhstan as well, and Spain beat Kenya. But WXV1 rolls into town this weekend, hugely exciting. And no better way to celebrate that than having a guest co-presenter on with us. Red Roses star Sadia Kabir is going to join us today and hopefully through the WXV. Sadia, thank you so much for joining us. How the devil are you? Good morning. Yeah, I'm very good. Very good. I'm feeling fresh today. Good, 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 good. Where are we at with the injury? Because you're supposed to be uh, in New Zealand. But um, what... um, I mean, did you step on the... Don't tell me you went all the way to New Zealand to, to get injured in the first session and then came back. No, no, fortunately, fortunately not. I missed out on that, that um, long, long-haul flight. But I basically had a setback in the last week before I was supposed to fly out. Um, I have a hamstring injury. tore my hamstring at the start of pre-season. We've been working on that and I was set to get on the plane. And yeah, in the last week, basically had a setback, which has added more weeks than... Um, we expected onto my injury so yeah just just going through the plan again but um I'm in my mouth third no yeah third way through now so just getting used to it so not long away from 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 coming back and getting back into the action hopefully in the grand scheme of things um planning to be back for the prem so so WXV have you um have you been in uh, in contact then on over there I know you're particularly friendly with uh Maud Muir yes had a had a few chats um with Maud and some of the girls out there, but I think they're 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 so busy. <laughs> when you when you go abroad, it's well on tour, the schedule is um, jam packed. But they really drone out there, and the training seems to be going really well. So, and and obviously you you you're out there not not so long ago. Did did you enjoy your time in the land of the long white cloud? No, yeah, I love my time in um, New Zealand, particularly. I love the food. <laughs> I think that's the thing that I was most excited about. Not going as I would be able to go to the restaurants that I went to last time, and of course playing. Um, but yeah, last time I was there, yeah, really enjoyed it and loved the shopping in Auckland too. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a beautiful old country, geographically absolutely stunning, isn't it? Look, um, WXV is uh, upon us. WXV two and WXV three. WXV one starts this weekend. All of those games on Rugby Pass TV on World Rugby. Your England and Wales game, England and Wales games, I should say, or just put my teeth back in, uh, are on ITVX here in the UK. Um, and considering the lateness of, uh, of the schedules and the, and the fixtures, fair play to, to ITV to, to putting those out there. We are going to speak to the South African camps. Babalua Lapsha is coming on the pod later on, which I'm really, really excited about. But at least. I just wanted to get your sort of thoughts on on WXV. Obviously, you're in camp with the Red Roses. Um, I'm about to talk about the sort of freshness and the, and the newness of the uh, the Red Roses setup. But but in terms of WXV, where are the excitement levels? Is it oh, it's another tournament? Oh, did it? Or is it? Do you know what this this is where it's at? We're playing the best teams in the world. It's going to be year on year. This is the the, the future of women's rugby right here. Um, no, 100%. Um, it's definitely a really special tournament. I think there's a lot of excitement, a lot of buzz around it. Um, not even from 
um, a personal point of view from the fact that there's going to be an international tournament um, for multiple nations at one time. It's not just the top five nations in the world or three in the autumn internationals. There's loads of countries performing, um, able to put different countries' flair and different countries' styles on the map. It's not just always the same um, styles that you're seeing. So for a women's rugby point of view, it's amazing. And also for um, being someone being in it, um, it's so good to be able to, you know, go to different countries and play different teams. And um, you, you only get better from that. And I think for us, it's, that's how it's so exciting. But then it's also exciting because we know what it's going to do for the women's game. Yeah, 100%. Um, we look at the the, uh, the countries that uh, that, that are, are taking part. It's, um, it, yeah, it's tr- truly global. And um, yes, if you want to grow the, the, the game, then uh, this is certainly a, a really, really good way um, to, to, to start doing that um, fully across the, across the globe. But let's get into WXV now. Babola Lacha is on the pod now. It is a huge, huge honour and privilege, pleasure uh, to have the South African women's captain with us, Babawa Lacha. How are you? You're looking very, almost regal there. <laughs> I suppose it's 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 the air around me. I don't know. But yeah, um, great to see you and great to be with you on your show today. How are you enjoying WXV? How much fun is it having these teams coming to your backyard, playing at uh, that last little ground in Stellenbosch and obviously moving to, to Cape Town at the weekend. How is how is WXV2 on the ground? Well, it's it's really incredible for us as a nation to be able to host um, the world to our shores or to welcome the world to our shores. Um, there's all around excitement in our communities, um, just all around about about the WXV competition. Um, I think it's it's we, we we feel that energy, we feel the excitement, um, you know, as well with our communities, with our people, um, with our nation, because these are the people that we represent every time we get to Donna Springbok jersey. So we appreciate their support and we love their support. And I must say that this competition has just taken women's rugby in South Africa to to a whole different level. Okay, so there's there's a sense on the ground because it's great timing, isn't it? And, and a lot of things in life are, are about timing. You had a, a, a young lady who we, who we know particularly well here in the UK come, come across uh, and, and start to shake things up a little bit in, in her very, very classy way that she does in, in, in Lynn Cantwell. And a lot of other things happening around, and WXV is sort of just tap, tapped into that. Is it? You just sort of feel like you're riding a crest of a wave at the moment. Yeah, uh, it, it's actually quite important that we ride those types of waves. And uh, there's 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 absolutely nothing wrong in doing that because what we want is to grow women's sport at a rapid rate. And I, I think that post World Cup, there's been a lot of development on our part, and just with women's rugby globally, um, in terms of how teams have sort of stepped up um, and systemically as well, how much development has happened. With us here in South Africa, we've had the privilege of having Lynn Cantrell come over as our high-performance manager and things have, 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 have improved um, since then and we really are globally as women, women's rugby really are on, a, on an upward trajectory and that's, that's really great to, it's really great to experience, honestly. Yeah, I, I keep describing her as a sort of high priestess or sort of wizard 
um, in sort of because she, she seems to be sort of just making spells and making things happen over there. Whether whether it be your sevens team that's uh, just qualified for the the Olympics, whether you're hosting teams, whether you're coming over, the barbarians are over there. The the league is getting some traction with uh, with television and what have you. Um, it, it just it, it's just fantastic. And how much? I mean, it's a, it's a silly question, but I feel I've got to, to ask it anyway. You know, you've you've been around that uh, that that squad for for quite some time now, um, and you know one of the most high profile, if not the most high profile player within the squad. You've seen some 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 dark times. Um, just on a personal level, do you have to pinch yourself once in a while and look yourself in the mirror and go, "Wow, this is this is really happening from where we were even two three years ago, let alone ten fifteen years ago." I, I feel that our 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 system more than anything has grown, which then ultimately creates an environment where individuals can grow. Which, in the bigger scheme of things, the team as a collective um, are then able to be in a place where they too um, can grow. If I must look back from when I started, um, you know, things like professional contracts were unheard of. Um, today. In our 15 setup, we're able to to say that we have contracted players. Playing abroad was unheard of professionally, and you know here in South Africa, and to have been one of the first, I mean, well, the first um, woman in the whole of Africa to to do that shows that in fact we are headed in the right direction. And since then, we went from one person playing professional rugby overseas to five now. South African women playing rugby overseas, which which again points us points us in in the right direction. And I'm really am honoured to still be part of this of of this amazing group of women, this amazing system, and to be able to share special moments as well. Perhaps you know, look at myself in the mirror and actually say that hey, look, we've 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 come this far. And you know, yes, we may have a bit of a long way to go, but we've come a long way as well. And the future is so so bright for us. Yeah, 100%. That leads us kind of almost quite, quite neatly onto, onto WXV in sort of slightly, slightly more detail. This first uh, tournament or round of tournaments uh, across the one, two and three probably were never going to be perfect. And, and let's put, put the sort of the bumps in the road aside. But the plane is, is, is off the tarmac and going in the right direction. Give us an, a, your assessment of, of that first round game against, against Scotland for us. Well, that game was um, was a bit of a hard one, especially the end result um, for me because I had all the faith that we were going to take that one. But I must give all the credits to 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 my team who who fought tooth and nail and just um, you know letting the game slip away from us in, in the in the dying minutes of the game. I felt that Scotland, um, you know, also put a, put us through our, our paces properly, especially. By challenging our, our, our set pieces, um, but yeah, what a what a fantastic what a fantastic game, what a, fata- a fantastic challenge, and that is what we want really. We want to be challenged. We want to bring in crowds. We want to bring women's rugby um, to places like Stellenbosch and, and and Athlone and things of the nature. But the the, um, the energy right now um, in camp is that we've we've put that game to to bed, and we look forward to to the next one. So you move on to uh, Italy. Um, who actually ranked higher than, than, than Scotland. Um, they had a good win against J- Japan. It was a bit of revenge from a warm-up game for them. What, what are you expecting from uh, from the Italians? Well, the focus primarily is is on ourselves and how we want to play and what we need to do. Of course, we've had a look at 
at Italy, they pre- they present a slightly different challenge from what Scotland did and perhaps what Samoa will and have in a warm-up game against them. So I think right now I'm, conf- I'm confident to say that we have our ducks in a row and we know exactly what we need to do um, on our part against against Italy. So, uh, yeah, and then Samoa at the, uh, is your third and, and final game. Did you... Did you set goals before this this tournament started? Uh, uh, and if so, can you let us in on a couple of them? And are, are you are, are you achieving them? Is is it about results? Is it about performance? Is it about growth, or, or combination of uh, of a few facets? Well, I, I could say that it is a combination of of a few of a few facets. Of course, winning is great. We want to win. That's why we. We play competitive sports. Ultimately, we want a good result. However, we understand that there's a process to getting there. There's a process to that. And our focus is more on the process than the end result. So, yes, we are, we, we are, we want to win, like I say. However, we're also aware that we need to be in the process, get stuck in the process and do the process right in order for the wins and the results to take care of themselves and considering where we are as a nation in terms of women's rugby it's great that we are able to to tick off a couple of boxes in terms of our of our of our growth and development however we also um we also are aware that um you know there are certain things that need to be done um in order for us to fast track that process and also to get the type of results that we need you do indeed. Final question, because I know you've got to go off and get some some treatment uh, ahead of the game. How much are you enjoying captaincy? Do you and Sia Khaleesi drop, drop the odd tittle text to each other? Good luck <laughs> at the weekend. <laughs> um, you know what, actually, the Springbok men and, and women have, have sort of developed a good siblinghood type of a relationship. We've sent them a video this afternoon wishing them all the best against England in their semi-final. And from time to time, when we have a game coming up, they will do the same type of a thing. So I've honestly grown to to love, um, you know, the, the leadership role. I think it, it goes far, far, further than, than just making decisions on the pitch. It's really about, for me personally, it's also about how we portray women's rugby in the country how we are able to be the voices of positivity and to create a sense in young women, especially that they too can aspire to be professional rugby players and that truly the world is their oyster. They should just go about um, pursuing their dreams fearlessly and boldly as well. So the long and short is I've, I've, I've really, I've grown to, to embrace um, the leadership position and the challenges that come with it. And no, I do not text Siakolisi. I wish I did. <laughs> well, do you know what? I, look, I know our time is up uh, and I thank you hugely for it t- today. I'm, I'm utterly inspired, um, I have to say. And I'm having um, commentated uh, on, on a few World Cups, Women's World Cups and, and all the way back in 2010 and what have you. I'm just delighted um, where women's rugby is in South Africa and, and somebody like yourself has, has, has driven that forward for for many many years so thank you very much from women's rugby to you go well at the weekend against italy thank you for inspiring and um yeah thank you so much for your time and it's a pleasure to meet you thank you very much i appreciate your time and 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 allowing us on your platform i'm lynn cantwell and you're listening to the women's rugby pod
Great to have uh, Bola Lacha on the uh, on the pod. She's a bit of a superstar down in South Africa, uh, and it's certainly uh, certainly a country that is is growing all the time. And they will be, um, I think, pleased with the thirty one seventeen loss to Scotland, won't they? Uh, Scotland were very powerful with the driving more. Those sort of details. Nana Skeldon picking up a, a couple of tries. Lisa Thompson wrapping things up at, uh, at the death with a, a very nice line, but. 31-17 against a, an established big name. That's a, that's a good result for South Africa. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're one of the teams who are just going from strength to strength recently. Um, I remember them coming into an England camp to play against us maybe two years ago now and to see how far they've come um, in that short space of time. And they're really putting themselves on the map at the moment. And I think they have a style of rugby that no one else plays. So it's exciting to see where they can go and also frightening um, for the rest of the team. Yeah, absolutely. Now, those are the results from WXV2 or the uh, Danny Craven Stadium in Stellenbosch. Uh, Italy were victorious 28-15 over Japan in the first ever WXV game. Revenge, uh, because those two played each other in, in a warm-up a couple of weeks back and uh, Italy lost by a by a point. Uh, Beatrice Shigoni, instrumentals, try scorer, set one up. How difficult... Is she to play against? What she's like? What is she like off the field? I mean, Bridget Sagoni. She's a name everyone knows. Uh, anytime we play Italy, anyone worth analysing, you know, she's always in in that group. She's just such a um, unpredictable player. She's got a load of tricks, you know, in her bank, and to bring them out at any time. And I think she has the ability to really, you know, change how her team plays. So, um, yeah, it's. She's a yeah, she's a really good player, but she's definitely someone you have to look out for. She certainly is. Uh, USA Samoa <coughs> ended thirty six, excuse me, thirty six twenty six to USA. Lottie Clapp on the score sheet. Kate Zachary, Rachel Johnson. Uh, USA pulled away in that third quarter, uh, and then Samoa really came back in, in that last twenty uh, again. USA regular rugby that that, that they've been playing. Um, that's a that's a that's a good scoreline. These are these these are tight games, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They are really tight games, and it's it's really entertaining to watch and to see, um, especially with these new teams playing. Um, you don't know what they're going to come and bring out. I mean, you mentioned all those names, very very common names in the in the PWR, um, people who were used to playing against, and it's Kate Zachary, a woman who you know always leads from the front, is always you know. Same as Beatrice bringing out tricks out of her bag and can always, you know, turn something, you know, from a slow moment into something super exciting. And I think we saw that in that game. But yeah, it's great to have all these um, tight games, and it's really from someone as a spectator now. Um, yeah, it's so exciting. And I, and I guess in the WXV2s and WXV3, uh, each country is going to be looking to to achieve different things, and the success will, will look very differently for for each team. But yeah, the likes of USA that sort of knocking on that on that door to that that very top table, aren't they? But actually, they often come the wrong side of results, and actually to to get some wins and, and those in and around them, yeah, these are all very winnable games for for, for Kate Zachary's side, aren't they? Yeah, oh, a hundred percent. I think USA we've seen for the past couple of years they they have like all these um, amazing players, and it just seems sometimes doesn't click at the moment um, in the time, but. It seems like now everything's coming together, everything's clicking, the parts are falling where they need to. Um, so that's really exciting to see for a team like USA because 
Uh, similar to the likes of South Africa and Fiji, they have a really exciting style that they play. So to see that finally coming together um, is really exciting. It certainly is. Moving on to WXV3. Uh, all of these results, <clears throat> excuse me, are the seven stadium in Dubai. Fiji against Colombia. Big win for Fiji with 11 tries. Um, but fair play to Colombia. Remember, they um, played Scotland, didn't they, in those uh, qualification games uh, for the World Cup. But didn't give up. Uh, and they scored their, their solitary try in the 81st minute in that one. Ireland were rampant against Kazakhstan, notching up 17 tries uh, in a 109-0 win, inspired by their sevens players, Bavin Parsons and Eve Higgins, who both scored four tries each. They will be... You, you can always hear the collective sigh of relief that Ireland have, have got themselves a, a victory, can't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean... Ireland, they're, they're a really strong team, but they've been quite unlucky over the past couple of years. And obviously having a new coach come in, I think everyone was quite intrigued to see um, how they're going to do. And obviously for them, getting a really big win, first game out um, since Six Nations, yeah, it must be a huge sign of relief for them. But I think um, secretly a lot of um, neutral spectators are like, they've got, they've got that win and they, they definitely do deserve because they, you know, they have a really strong squad. So It'll be interesting to see how they build um, on it from here. Yeah, absolutely. And those the, 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 those sevens players, they are they are a different team with the likes of Baven Parsons and, and Eve Higgins, who uh, both very slippery customers, even for a, a tackling monster like yourself. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. I've fortunately not come up against Baven Parsons or any of their sevens girls, but I think I would um, do my pants. <laughs> but I think, yeah, for any opposition, um, their sevens girls are quite a task to deal with. What's Scott Beeman going to bring to that Irish setup, Sadia? Uh, I think he'll bring a lot of directness. Um, he knows what he wants. He um, has like clear, clear plans, and it's probably been quite a breath of fresh air for Ireland because they probably now have steps and a plan to follow and small goals along the way. So I think he'll be really good for them in that sense, um, allowing them to, you know, build slowly over the next coming year. Yeah, I spoke to him, spoke to him last week. Uh, interesting chat and, um, yeah, quite honest from, from Scott to from Scotty last week. So if you haven't listened to that, then then, then, then do listen back to, to last week's episode. Uh, Spain, Kenya, the Spaniards raced out of the block, scoring uh, their first two tries within the opening 10 minutes. Kenya steadied the ship, but... Uh, only going to be one winner in the end. 32-0 finished to Spain. Spain are another team I think uh, everybody's got to got to keep their keep their eye on. Uh, and Kenya again, very much emerging. I know the seven seven squad is is particularly strong, um, but it, it must be great seeing the, the likes of Spain and, and Kenya challenging in these uh, in this in this new tournament. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Like, see all these different teams playing who we wouldn't have a have a chance to see or have a chance to see their results. Um, it's just great to see for expanding on this game, but also it adds more competition, it adds more people who are going to come into the limelight, new superstars. So, yeah, it's really, really exciting. And the other thing about it is it's, it, it's shop window, isn't it? Because we are moving towards, you know, clubs beginning to 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 to, to put some money towards 
you know, paying players and what have you. And, and there's a there's an element of uh, of shop window to to all of this as well. Definitely, I think we've seen it um, after the World Cup, especially we've had a load of um, South Africans coming over. Um, particularly the number eight who's just joined, who is an amazing, amazing new signing for them. But yeah, putting these new new players on the map, um, having other teams, you know, from the UK and the PWR, be able to see um, these new talent and you know potentially potentially give them opportunity, you know, to come over. We've seen it with the Americans who have come over, and I um, I'm sure they bring back all that expertise flair back to USA, and you know that helps them in their in their international game as well. So um, yeah, it's definitely definitely good uh, for the game too now sorry the, the, the more the more we do this you, you know that i have a, a little grumble once in a while uh it, it's it's normally reasonably well re- researched and and, uh, and well grounded but i yeah, just a note on the broadcast side um I, I just don't think it's right to to use wxv as uh some sort of commentary training ground um it's a new tournament where the whether the Men's World Cup is going on or not, um, there's lots of eyes on and, and such a lack of knowledge in the women's game, including just even simple names and stuff. Um, there's a real sense of just throwing it together, those who, who might be around locally to, so you don't have to pay travel and what have you. Uh, but I suspect if there was an MXV, um, I, I suspect that the best commentators and, and those most appropriate would... Uh, would be called in to, to, to call those games. Um, yeah, not, not called to an audio booth in, in Madrid to, to call a game in Dubai. Um, I, I just don't think it's acceptable. And it's, it's another way that, uh, the women's games treated differently to, to, to the men's. Um, no criticism of the, of the broadcasters themselves, you know, there's lots of energy there. And if you, you, you get asked to do a gig, you, you, you do it as a freelancer. I know that all too well, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a, it's a it's a real shame because we're we're at the top of that hill. We've got to push push over the top of the hill commercially, but uh, the floating voters are the ones we need to attract. And when it sounds and looks appalling, it's uh, it, it really doesn't help. But grumble over. I'm certainly not going to ask you to uh, to comment on that. But uh, oh yeah, Ugh. very very frustrating. I'm Alicia Butchers, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Round one of WXV starts this Saturday. Yes, round one from Wellington starts this Friday, England versus Australia, 7pm local time, 7am home time, and ITVX will be showing those games. They will indeed be showing that one. Um, England selection is out. Let's uh, let's ask you about, about that to begin with. Um, the eye is immediately drawn to the two the back row with a with a, a a couple of fetches in there what's your t- take on the on the red roses team red roses always have strength numbers in our squad so we have the ability to you know change change our squad quite a bit um obviously we have daisy hibbert jones on the bench set to get her first cap um Maisie ellen in the starting at six and alex matthews back into the frame at number eight um with a few uh, jigs in the background as well Helen the role in that 15 so um, I think a lot of it is, you know, gaining that confidence and we have loads and loads of talented players, um, but they need to get that game time, they need to get that confidence in new positions. Um, obviously, WXC being a free game tournament, we want to make sure that if anything, um, there are any changes, we have the strength to put it, people in different positions. So, yeah, I think from from a spectator's point of view, it's a different team to what um, people might be used, used to seeing um, with big names like Sarah Byrne, Eddie Kildun, 
missing, but it doesn't change um, anything about the strength and depth of the team. But it's definitely exciting to see how these new combinations start to work. I, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I Helen around it at 15 is just... I... Yeah, but past past number eight, um, she could probably do do a job in most of those shirts, couldn't she? Yeah. Wonderfully, wonderfully, <laughs> wonderfully talented player that that she is. So I I really like the look of uh, Tatiana Hurd and uh, Meg Jones in the centres. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah, going to really work. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, Tat being a really powerful hard carrier, Meg Meg being a step up, bringing her sevens there in. Um, those two, I feel like, will work. Um, you know, off each other's strengths really well. So that'll be exciting to see. We do have to talk about uh, the new kid on the block, uh, Maisie Allen. I was down at training uh, before the, one of the Canada games and a lot of players talk about her output uh, in training and uh, and her being, you know, uh, sort of standout type type player. Does that have fuel the fire? Uh, are you pleased for her? Or where do your emotions sit? Obviously, you're vying for the same kind of position. Maisie is a great player. Um, she's been on the scene for a while, a while now. Um, I did under 18 sevens with her as well. So she is a very typical out and out seven. Um, and she's really good at being out and out seven. And like you say, in training, she is just everywhere. Um, bringing out, you know, random kicks or little steps here and there, little jinx. And she is really, really talented in attack. Um, for me, I think, you know, it's always, it's always great to have that new competition. And I think I've learned really well from Marley when I first came in, that she took me as someone who was going to push her game. And that's how I'm taking any new, um, you know, back row coming into camp. I think um, we're all at a point now where we know our different strengths and our weaknesses and being able to push on from our strengths rather than learning from the new people around us about where we can um, get better um, is great. And I think I've quite missed out on being in training and being training around, you know, Maisie and Daisy because I thrive on that competition. Um, so, yeah, there's no no bad blood, bad blood there at all. Um, I think it's been a long time coming since she's um, supposed to get her first cap. So, yeah. Meanwhile, Marley Pack is out there with a, with a sniper rifle. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Of course, I'm absolutely utterly joking. The England captain is, uh, is there in the seventh shirt. Um, uh, just, just talk to us briefly uh, about Australia and the... Um, yeah, the opposition that that, that they are, um, Dallinger, this the new tennis has, has impressed somewhat. But you would have played against a, a few of those, uh, Caitlin Leanies and uh, and the like for for club uh, and country. What sort of um, dangers do they possess for the Red Roses? Um, yeah, so we obviously played Australia um, in the World Cup in that very extremely uh, rainy rainy game. And a water polo, that water polo game. The, the water polo game, the game that was played yeah. underwater. Um, yeah, they're, they're a team who have strengths all across the field. Um, their, their forwards are kind of like backs and some of their backs are kind of like forwards. So you always have to expect the unexpected of them. Um, I think for us, we're, we're definitely going in focusing on ourselves and focusing on what we can do in, in attack, but obviously being aware of their, their threats. Um, and obviously they've got a new 10, new, new threats that we haven't necessarily seen, but obviously with a few of their plays being over in PWR, um, you know, we know what they can bring, the likes of Caitlin Leamy, the likes of um, Chance being in there too. Um, you know, there's always a bit of that friendly rivalry because, oh, I know you're going to step this way. I know you're going to carry this way. So I think a lot of the girls are looking forward to this game. Great stuff. I'm not going to ask you for a prediction. That's that's not fair when it's when it's actually your team. 
Um, yeah. So that's first up. That's first up on on Friday, England, Australia. Yes, seven AM here uh, in the UK. Uh, ITVX uh, on Saturday. If you're a particularly early riser, four AM for Canada against Wales. That's ITVX uh, at S4C. Fair play, S4C for getting that out as well. Wales, you're guessing they're just going to continue to to improve and and and, and move on forwards from from where they were at the world cup you hope anyway. yeah definitely definitely i mean i think wells are one of those teams that they are also building at the middle of the season building pretty um solidly uh since the world cup you know coming through the six nations and now um to wsb and obviously playing a team like canada who are um you know definitely a well-established team they've been playing well obviously their last game against england they you know definitely power fight um and showed what they can do so um, yeah, I think for Wales, they'll be definitely raring to go, um, thinking they, they can get their teeth into Canada. So hopefully that bit of um, rivalry will bring out the best the best in them too. While you're, you're here, and this is exactly the, the reason why we got you in, what's it like to play against Alicia Butchers and Alex Callender, please? Um, <laughs> I've never actually played against, well, I've played against Alicia Butchers, but I think I was at in Richmond when I was 18. But um, Alex Callender, I mean, she's, She's a typical back row, you know, <laughs> um, a typical um, back row who likes to be a nuisance, you know, likes to be um, around the breakdown everywhere um, in everyone's ears, which, you know, it works. It works. It gets under the opposition skin sometimes. Um, and off the pitch, I'm sure she is a lovely gal, but on the pitch, she is definitely, um, yeah, a nuisance there, you know, a number seven, yeah, in a in a ball and do you do you therefore talk about that kind of stuff but before the game do you do you make a kind of you know these girls really really try and, and get under the skin and what have you let's make sure we that we do we don't don't rise to to debate and what have you it must be quite difficult for the likes of um i mean i'm not going to name any names but probably clear um uh, no um <laughs> and um <laughs> you know these kind of popping no offense um these kind of places. Is it spoken about pre-game? Um, it's never made a big deal of. It's probably normally very hush-hush talk, uh, maybe in small groups. But particularly when we come against teams like Wales, who they're a team who thrives on like passion and you know small wins and you know making the best of small moments. You know we we are aware of that, and we always say like um, we need to either you know match the energy or you know um, don't take any notice to it because sometimes it can affect different people's games in different ways. But it's never like a, a headline or something going in, but it's definitely, you know, um, spoken about in small. And, and, and Canada, the the, the 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 score level between that first test, as, as, as you mentioned, uh, c- compared to the second test, fun enough when these incredibly good athletes and incredibly good rugby players uh, come together and are able to come together, they perform really well. It, this... It's a really, really tough game. I mean, Sophie de Goody, I, I, I rate as a human being, as a as a rugby player, incredibly highly. Um, but this is this is going to be real tooth and nail game, Canada Wales, isn't it? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm I for one, I'm very excited to to see it and see the score at the end. But yeah, Canada, um, they're a team who's going from strength to strength. Um, they've always been there at the top, but I think um, the more time they spend together, the um, the better their results have been. So now having a couple more weeks together and a bit more time, you know, to train and to, to bond and, you know, to analyse other teams, it's going to be really, 
really exciting, quite frightening to see um, what they can do with this WXB period. And obviously they have a, like you said, a team of loads and loads of talented players. Um, some players who play over here in the PAWR and some players who are in Canada, but when they come together, um, like we've seen against us, they can really be um, a force to reckon with. So to have two teams who are, um, you know, really growing at the moment, going against each other, it's going to be, it's going to be good. It certainly is. Uh, and it all rounds off that, that first weekend with the hosts, New Zealand facing France uh, in a rerun of last year's semi-final. And if Callan drew out, it had a kicking boots with her, um, it would have been a different final. Um, so you're expecting a, another another tight one for for the New Zealand France, which you just give you the, the details, 7am here in the UK. Uh, that's on Rugby Pass TV. Uh, but that's going to be very, very tight, dis- despite uh, a few changes in the French ranks. Yeah, no, I still think it's going to be a very, very tight game. Uh, there's definitely going to be, you know, lots of um, feelings, um, different feelings from both camps um, and wanting to prove themselves, um, obviously, after that semi-final. And, you know, France and New Zealand, super strong teams. Um, and like you said, there's a few changes in the, in the French camp, but I think French, the French team are a team that have strength throughout their whole, um, throughout their whole squad. Um, and they play a game where, um, anyone who comes in is able to slot in quite easily um, because they do have these um, established players who always um, bring bring the flair and bring the team up. Um, so that'll be really exciting to see. And obviously New Zealand, they play a type of rugby everyone everyone likes to watch. Um, and France and New Zealand play quite a different type of game. So it's, it's interesting when they come up against each other because, you know, some of their strengths come out and then some of their weaknesses come out that we haven't, haven't seen before because they bring it out of each other. So, um, yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be a nail bite. I definitely think it's going to be another close game. Uh, agree with you. Come on then. Canada, Wales, who wins? I'm going to go Canada. Ooh. Don't go over the seven bridge uh, in the next couple of months. Uh, <laughs> New Zealand against France. I think I'm going to go France. I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm purely yeah. because I'm just gutted for them at the, at the Men's World Cup, hosting it and uh, and then being out. Um, yeah. The French rugby could do with a little boost because they, they put, could, on a, yeah. put on a wonderful show in France, and uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little bit gutted because it's yeah, you know, it's almost written in the in the stars, wasn't it? But uh, there you are, WXV1. Let's uh, remind you, Friday, seven a.m. here in the UK, England, Australia, four a.m. on Saturday for Canada, Wales, uh, ITVX and S4C for that one, and then on Rugby Pass TV on uh, Saturday, round things off with France against. New Zealand. So WXB2 in Cape Town all kicks off on Friday with USA against Scotland. That's a hell of a game to start it off, isn't it, Sadio? Uh, yeah, that's 2pm local time. So that's, you know, we're an hour behind here in the, in the UK. So that's 1pm here in in the UK. Uh, rugby Pass TV for all of these WXV2 games. That's a really tight one, isn't it? Scotland, good victory last weekend, as did USA. Where's that one going? I don't know if I can if I can call it to be honest, and I, I feel a bit bad calling it because loads of my Loughborough teammates are playing. In that There's a game, lot of Loughborough so. teammates in there in the Scotland Scotland camp, isn't there? Yeah, and as well as the the USA as well. So um, it will be. I think it's going to be a, a, a draw. Of, a draw, a draw, maybe. Okay. <laughs> a draw, maybe. I think there's going to be a lot of turns. I think it could be a lot of back and forth, um, try for try. 
penalty penalty. Um, but I think it's going to be a game of a lot, a lot of passion. Um, Scotland being a team who drive themselves through passion, and USA being exactly exactly the same. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be um, a very tight game. And, and Scotland in that uh, South Africa victory l- last weekend um, did the sensible things. If there's an area that these these emerging nations, tier two, tier three, whatever you want to call them, um, it, it's those nuts and bolts on the technicalities. Just those months and months, years and years and years of working on that kind of stuff, whether that be club or country, you know, those areas are going to get better. And they they, they tightened the game with a, with a driving wall, Scotland, last weekend. Tactically, they, they, they seem right up there. But this is going to be one huge, huge physical battle. And, and Scotland need to be mentally and physically in the right place, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think we saw last week against South Africa that also being a huge um, physical battle. They probably know um, a little bit of what to what to expect. Um, but like you say, around their driver more, that's becoming one of their um, big strengths of the team. And I think, you know, teams now feel like if they do get a penalty in the, the 22, they know what Scotland are, are going to do. And teams are probably um, preparing for that. But definitely, it's definitely going to be a big, big physical battle. Um, USA have huge ball carriers in their in their front line, in their back line too. Um, so, yeah, definitely something Scotland will need to have prepared for. They will indeed. Uh, at 3.30pm, that's UK time, Italy take on the hosts South Africa. It's like contrast of, uh, of styles there. South Africa will be, will be very route one. And, and as Italy showed from last weekend, there's some, there's some ambition to, to, to play some, some rugby with some width. I personally love watching both of these two teams. Um, I love watching South Africa's route one approach um a lot of it is done grimacing or, or through or through um my hands because of how brutal um these collisions are because of the sheer strength these these women have and obviously with Italy being a team who like to you know um see the space a bit more and you know get the ball wide and going behind um I think it would be it'll be good to see how these two teams uh, match up against each other well, you can give us a prediction on that one then um Oh, I think it could go either way, but I'm going to say South Africa. But, but, isn't, but isn't that mad? Even, I mean, 24 months ago, if you said Italy had taken on South Africa, there's no thought. It's Italy yeah. win every day of the yeah. week. That's that's the emergence of, of South African rugby. We, we spoke about it briefly at the top. It's just just extraordinary. Uh, Lynn Cantwell, you are a, a wizardess, <laughs> of high wizardess, priestess, whatever whatever you want to call Lynn her. Lynn Cantwell but just, is a legend. Oh, just doing amazing stuff. Come on, anyway, uh, Italy, South Africa. I I can't call a score, but I do think South Africa are going to come away. I'm going Italy, sorry, Lynn. On Saturday, uh, sees Japan and Samoa go head-to-head, 3pm here in the UK. Uh, I know all these WXV two games, as you say, are rugby past TV. You're struggling with that, then uh, just go to, to World Rugby, and it, it, it's easy enough to, to, to get in there. Again, that's going to be a really, really tight fixture. And that's the whole idea of WXV, right? Yeah, and that, yeah, exactly. And to see to see these games where you can't decide who's going to win or you don't know what's going to happen, it only engages, you know, viewers viewers more. And, um, yeah, to go into a game and to just be fixated on what type of rugby they're going to play or, you know, what they're going to bring out of the bag, um, it's, it's a great feeling. It's a great time. It's a great time for the game. But, yeah, I, I don't really know what to expect, to be honest. So just to remind you of those WXV2 fixtures, 
All the Athlone Stadium, Sports Stadium in Cape Town, Friday, USA against Scotland, 1pm here in the UK, and 3.30, Italy take on SA, and then on Saturday, Japan against Samoa, 3pm here in the UK. Kazakhstan and Kenya kick off round two of WXC3 in Dubai. Yeah, they do, in the desert, um, and they are, they are playing these games later on in the day, obviously. Uh, so it's 5 p.m. local local time out in Dubai, which is uh, 2 p.m. here in the UK. Late in the evening, Spain and Fiji lock horns at 7.30 local, 4.30 here in the UK for that one. And Saturday, 2 p.m. in the UK, Ireland take on Colombia. Again, all of these on Rugby Pass TV. Kazakhstan, Kenya, again... You think that's going to be fairly evenly matched, and uh, two teams you'll <coughs> excuse me want to bounce back from uh, from round one. Yeah, definitely. Two, you know, teams who are up and coming, you know, um, trying to master their craft at the moment. So it will be very, very interesting to see them them go go head to head. And I think, you know, we don't know what to expect on what they can do. So yeah, it'll be really difficult for Kenya as well because they've got the sevens team out as uh, as well. Um, and if they're anything like Ireland, you, you'd rely on those sevens players. Same with South Africa. Um, we'll come to that uh, that bit of news around around sevens uh, a little bit later in the show. But uh, yeah, Kazakhstan trying to get back to to former glories. They uh, they were one of the you know, front runners of, of women's rugby um, uh, many many moons ago. Um, Spain and Fiji. I mean, I, I was impressed by by uh, by Spain. Uh, anyone that had Patricia Garcia in, in the team for for many a year, I know she's re- retired now, but um, she's going to have imparted some some really good knowledge. I did did a couple of Spain games in the European Championship the last last season. And, uh, they're a good side. That that they'll they'll trouble Fiji. And I think they both Fiji and Spain both like to play quite a bit of a throw around rugby style um, as well. So to have them to both go, you know, head to head, um, obviously Fiji, they can, they can kind of do it all. They, they can do the straight running game and they can do the game where, you know, they're going over the top or, you know, they like to keep the ball alive. But I think, yeah, Spain definitely with um, Patricia Garcia now overseeing them and um, their new, their new camp training and how they played last week. I think it will be, um, it'll be a good match. It'll be a good match. Yeah, thoroughly looking forward to that. And then uh, Ireland take on Colombia. Look, with the best will in the world, we, we are expecting a a pretty decent win for win for Ireland. Um, it's almost exactly what what they want, isn't it? Uh, almost sort of contested training training runs. Get some confidence back. Uh, yeah, no, definitely in, in in the most in the most respectful way possible. Um, I think yeah, these games are the chance for them to really put what they've been uh, training and put what they've been doing in training to, to the test and see how good they can they can be um, against um, different opposition, not necessarily being tested to the, to the highest level, but um, it shouldn't make a difference to how they come out and play. So, yeah, it's definitely definitely what they want. That's not where Ireland want to be, uh, clearly. Um, they want to be yeah, two and, and pushing for one, really. Um, but in terms of a new coach um, and hopefully sort of a, a, a fresh fresh chapter turned. Uh, we know all about the uh, tumultuous nature of uh, the Island Women's programme for, for the last few years. But uh, yeah, it's not a, not a bad way to start. Get some wins, get some plays, 
get some 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 players scoring some tries. Uh, all good for the rugby soul. Sadio Kane predictions for WXV three Kazakhstan Kenya. Ooh. I'm going to go. I think it's going to be a pretty high scoring game, but I'm going to go Kenya coming away with the win. I'm with you. Uh, Spain Fiji. I think it's going to be a tight game, but I'm going to go with Fiji. <gasps> the winner. I'm going to go Spain. Yeah. Uh, Ireland Colombia. I think with greatest respect, we'll, we'll both go Ireland, will we? Yeah. Yeah. Indeed, we will. Let's bring you up to date with all of the rest of the news from around the Oval World. South Africa, only uh, hosting WXV, two competing in it as well, but uh, they booked their place at the 2024 Paris Olympics after winning the African qualifier in Tunisia over the weekend. This is not the first time the side have qualified for the Olympics. (laughs) <laughs> it's unbelievable. They did so in 2016 and 2020, only to be denied their place by their own National Olympic Committee. Don't ask me why. I, I, Jenny, I, I don't know. And I actually I don't actually want to go there. It's just quite extraordinary. Uh, this time, the sport has been there for the NOC, which is, is great to hear. In the final, they beat Kenya. Uh, it was a tight one, 12-7, after earlier getting past Zambia. Zimbabwe, Uganda and Tunisia. This has come after Renfred Dezel's side secured core status to the HSB7's series after winning the Challenger Series in Stellenbosch. So, 7s, 15s, just all looking up for South African women's rugby. Yeah, and keeping on to the 7s, Japan have won the Asian 7 Series by winning the second leg of the series after being triumphant in the first leg in August in Korea. Um, it was 29-5. It was in the final over Hong Kong. Um, China were third. Thailand were fourth. And then Kazakhstan, Malaysia, Singapore and the Philippines finished eighth. Staying with sevens, uh, a week or so back, uh, Argentina won the South America sevens for the first time in Paraguay. Congratulations to them. They did it undefeated, getting past Colombia, Uruguay, Paraguay, Chile, Peru and Brazil. Brazil were runners-up. Lots of new faces on show. Chile, Chile were third. The Paraguay fourth. And Colombia and Chile a fifth. We've been all really positive uh, uh, around this podcast and WXV and what's not to be positive about. But uh, we have to reflect on, on, on all the news and some really, really sad news, uh, Sadia, this week. That uh, Worcester Warriors are effectively at the moment no longer. Um, always best to to read the statements rather than using your own words. So the owners of Warriors Women at Cube International have today notified the RFU and the PWR. So this was on Tuesday, recording today, Thursday of their intention to withdraw from the Alliance Premier Women's Rugby and Alliance Cup. Andy Moss, the founder at Cube International, said it has been our privilege to support Worcester Warriors women last season. Despite their best efforts, we have had to make the emotional, challenging decision to withdraw from the league. We have confirmed to players and coaching staff we will honour their salaries and expenses from September through to October. Belinda Moore Premiership Women's Rugby CEO said we are deeply disappointed for staff, players and fans and applaud the hard work and dedication of those at the club and their supporters who have helped Worcester Women's to continue. 
the RSUPWR are working closely with all parties to establish a support fund for staff and players. The first thing to say is the women's rugby community is is, is here for you. Uh, Worcester women's players, staff, coaches, uh, whoever it may be. But it, it's just desperately, desperately, desperately sad news, Sadia. Yeah, no, it's absolutely devastating. And I think it's just as much of a shock to the you know rugby community um, as it is to Worcester. And I can't help but feel, you know, um, feel for the girls there um, with everything they went through last year, um, getting back into the league and, you know, seem to be going to be going strong. And so, yeah, for that whole... Um, the whole club and everything that's happened, they can only um, yeah, be, be there, be there for them. I mean, it must be a really, a really tough time for the players and staff and coaches alike. So. I mean, all, all that went on with the, as you say, with the with the men's side uh, and uh, struggling through that and working their way through, and and they found this combination. And I, and I spoke to to Joe, who was uh, utterly exhausted. Joe Yap, the, the director of rugby, utterly exhausted, but but really really positive about about the future and. and to come back post preseason, we've had some 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 cup games already. That the league is a couple of weeks away. To pull the rug from underneath their feet, and they don't talk about talk about a ten year deal. I I just I don't know the details, and therefore it's very very dangerous to to start talking and speculating, whatever. But it seems like really 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 poor form, really poor form from QB International. These are people's livelihoods and. and uh, mortgages to pay and, uh, and all the rest of it. Uh, uh, we will, over the next week, I will try and get uh, a reaction from QB International uh, and try and deep dive into exactly what's gone on. Um, and we have put some feelers out to, to Joe Yap and what have you. Uh, in the Worcester cap, just to say, you know, we're, we're here and anything we can do. And, and if you want to tell your side of the story, uh, of course, we're here. We will, we will try to, to tell both sides uh, as ever. Uh, but yeah, just just desperately sad for for Worcester and the supporters because they're, they're they're a great bunch, um, really great bunch. Anyway, now we've dropped the mood right 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 down. Um, Sadi, it's been an absolute pleasure having you ha- having you on. Looking forward to to, to WXV. Are you going to be up bright and early to to watch England take on the uh, the Wallaroos? Well, I I've set my alarm, so if, <laughs> if I if I awake, then I will be yeah. <laughs> Well, let's just uh, remind, ladies and gentlemen, uh, of uh, of the fixes of WXV 1, 2 and 3 this weekend. So from Wellington, it all starts on Friday, England, Australia, 7 a.m. Just going to do UK times, uh, excuse me, um, for our international uh, listeners, um, local time, 7 p.m., but 7 a.m. here in the UK on ITVX. Saturday at 4 a.m., Wales take on Canada to round things off. New Zealand against France. Uh, that's 7 a.m. on the Saturday. WXV 2 from Cape Town on the Friday. USA against Scotland. 1 p.m. here in the UK. 3.30 p.m. Italy take on the host South Africa. And then on Saturday, Japan go up against Samoa. 3 p.m. In 3 from Dubai, Kazakhstan against Kenya. 2 p.m. here in the UK. Later that evening, Spain against Fiji, 4.30. And then Saturday, 2 o'clock, Ireland take on Colombia. Rugby Pass TV for all those games. For England and Wales games here in the UK, it's 
ITVX and S4C for those Wales games as well. Sadia, thank you so much for hosting with us today. Have you enjoyed it? I've had a great time. As much as you can enjoy an hour or two with uh, in, in my company, it's not uh, not the best thing to, to do on a no. Thursday morning. I, I know that. So can we book you in for next week? Yes, definitely. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much, everyone. Enjoy WXV uh, kicking off this weekend. WXV won. There's some cracking games there, but uh, across the board in WXV, uh, there's some brilliant, brilliant games. So enjoy those. Take care. Have a great weekend. We'll see you soon.